0: Two Oklahoma Boys, the Monday Morning Memo for June 17th, 2019. Back in those days, you didn't shoot nobody unless they really needed shooting. So when someone showed you a gun, you knew there was a reason. You didn't always know what that reason was, so the polite thing to do was ask. What's with the hog leg? Keeps folks from taking the cash box. I just want a watermelon. You selling or just sitting here showing them off? The truck was a 1950 International Harvester that had been ugly since the day it was born, and the boy was a 1955 Hatfield with a homemade haircut that wasn't going to win no prizes either. He looked to be about 11. We're selling 75 cents. I dropped three quarters into the slot in his tackle box and heard the slosh of a hundred others when he slid it under the truck seat where he had been sleeping. Take your pick, he said. You choose. They're equal good. I flipped him another quarter and he dropped it in his pocket. Barefoot, he clambered to the top of the pile and reached to a spot behind the cab. It was worth the extra quarter. Truck not running? We always sell a few after dark and this is a good spot. Didn't want to give it up. Your daddy's smart. Don't have a daddy. Granddaddy, then. Don't have to be smart to stay parked in a good spot. Just common sense. He's smart for teaching you how to flash that hog leg without pointing it. Illegal to point it. I know. And your granddaddy's smart for making sure you know. He held it out to me on an open palm. Walker colt belonged to my granddaddy's daddy. I looked at it and nodded. Nice one. But I didn't touch it. My granddaddy taught me, too. I said, Want some watermelon? What you thinking? Sell me one for thirty-five cents and I'll split it with you. Eat it here? I nodded. He reached into his pocket and with a quick flick of his wrist produced a slender seven-inch blade. This time you choose, he said. Two minutes later I laid my fingertip on a melon and made eye contact. He smiled. You picked a good one. What's your name? Roy. I'm Mac. Mac. He quartered the melon and then, with a barely perceptible motion, folded the blade against his hip and slipped the knife back into his pocket. The hand became an open palm. You owe me thirty-five cents. I dropped a dime and a quarter into it. We both sat on the tailgate and began eating melon. I'm named after my granddaddy. You named after your granddaddy, Mac? He laid his hand on the knife in his pocket as he shook his head slowly from side to side. After my daddy. Mac changed the subject. You don't look old enough to drive, he said. I smiled. The police think I do. You fifteen? He asked. I nodded. I let the subject of his daddy lay for a few minutes as we ate the heart of the melon in silence. When we were done eating and I had put my 75-cent melon in the passenger side floorboard, Mac said, Your mama didn't raise no fools, Roy. Why do you say? Most people put the melon in the seat. Then when they hit the brakes, the melon rolls onto the floorboard and busts. How do you know? Mac smiled. Because they always come back and buy another melon. I started the car, put it in reverse, and started to sing softly. Oh, the shark babe has such teeth, there, and he shows them pearly white. I heard Mac's voice in the darkness. Just a jackknife has old McKeith, babe, and he keeps it out of sight. I turned on the headlights, but Mac was already lying down in the seat of the truck again, falling asleep, with his great-granddaddy's hog-leg pistol
1: and the knife his daddy gave him. Roy H. Williams Joanne Lipman was the first woman to become deputy managing editor at the Wall Street Journal. She was the founding editor-in-chief of Condé Nast's Portfolio magazine and was recently editor-in-chief of USA Today. Yet during her 35-plus year career, Joanne never felt that the professional playing field between her and her male colleagues was level. But instead of berating men, Joanne aims to help men, especially managers and owners, better understand the obstacles that women face in the workplace and why it's in everyone's interest to strive for gender-equal work environments. Listen in as Joanne shares with roving reporter Rothbart a workplace perspective rarely articulated as eloquently or as persuasively. It starts the moment you arrive at mondaymorningradio.com.